So, how long exactly is this going to take? <laughs> a perfectly reasonable question. A question I've asked many times myself, but maybe not the most useful question on your voice journey. So, if you'll allow me, I'd like to offer you a few ideas about how you might rethink this question and get some other points of reference to gauge where it is and how it is that you're moving toward a freer, more authentic expression of your voice. Hey, my friends, it's me, Davin. I'm back for another episode of The Sound of You. This one about the ever-pressing question of how long is this going to take? I'm excited to dig into this with you today. I'm so glad you're here as always. Thank you so much for taking the time, having the willingness to hang out with me. Just a quick reminder that I'm going to be launching my group coaching program, Free Your Voice, Free Your Life, this spring and I am collecting your interest because I want you to be in the know. I want you to see how this all unfolds. I have a couple of questions I'm going to ask you specifically soon about your preferences with this program. I want you to be a part of forming it and shaping it with me because I want it to be the most value for you. So if you go to DavinYoungsVoice.com, there's a little pop-up menu that you'll see where you can register your interest also, if you're on my mailing list, um, you'll get emails that ask you if you want to know more. So uh, please, by all means, let me know if this is something you'd like to be kept abreast of. And I'm just really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a super special and transformative program. Um, if you like what I'm doing here, will you leave me a review? I'm so grateful for those. Uh, a couple of you have recently that have really meant a lot to me. Someone said recently, too, that they aren't a singer, but they really find this podcast useful. And that warms my heart. <laughs> that really touches me because that is my intention to touch on the more expansive ideas that we're gathering using voice as the mode of thinking. And I just want to give a quick shout out to that person and tell them you are a singer. I know you don't see yourself as that right now, but I promise that you are. So hang with me and I look forward to you embracing that title in your life. Okay, I think that's it for now. I want to get to this topic that so many people bring into this work. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. How long is this going to take? Okay, so spoiler alert, I can't answer this question, except that I can. <laughs> so I'm going to be offering you a lot of uh, paradoxical thinking around this idea of the timeline of your voice journey. Because like I said, it's a perfectly reasonable question, especially when you are investing money into any sort of 
journey of growth and expansion. But I just like to keep it as real as I can when I talk about this because I see so many false prophets promising XYZ change over X amount of time. And those promises, they're potentially lucrative. What I'm saying <laughs> is not the quickest path to making a lot of money. If I told you I can do this for you by this time, I could be very rich. But I also would be likely disappointing you often, and I'm just not interested in being in that business. I'm interested in offering you a holistic vision of your voice that includes this expansive state of being alive. So what I'd like to do here is tell you the things that I do know pretty assuredly and then tell you the ways in which I think that you can set yourself up for more efficiency, more success by maybe exploding your idea of what an appropriate timeline is. Now, I do want to say that I know that when one pursues something like vocal change. And when someone is looking for someone to help them and they invest in that other person, like I said, it's totally reasonable to want to know how long this is going to take. How much money is this going to cost? And I'm very um, aware of that reality. I know that reality in my own experience, in my own life. But again, I think there's a more expansive way of understanding this that might alleviate some of that anxiety around the financial implications too. So let's begin by just saying this. And this I know from personal experience in my own body. I know from observational experience in my own clients. And I know because I've been told this by my teacher. And it's this. For one to achieve integrated vocal change, for one to be able to make significant changes in their voice um, that not only show up in exercises, but also show up when they sing songs. And for these changes to be something that they don't have to necessarily think about to do, they should plan on two to two and a half years of specific work on their voice. Now, you might hear that and immediately feel really disappointed. And like I said, I might have just tanked my whole business by even saying that out loud <laughs> on a podcast. But you also might notice that I had a lot of caveats around what that specific type of change meant and was like. Because here's the other side of this thing. In your very first voice coaching session, you can, you will find transformative change. In your very first voice coaching session, in your very first introduction to this work and the format that I'm offering it, you will know something about your voice that will shift your whole perspective on who it is that you are as a singer, that will change everything about how it is that you sing. So, that's kind of crazy, right? How can both of those things be true? You're telling me it's going to take me two and a half years, but you're also telling me you can change my voice in just one session. Well, yes. And this is what lights me up about this work is that paradox is 
at the center of what it is to do this work. Paradox is at the center of being human. We have to be able to hold the both and. But let me start by talking about that very first experience, that very first session. So let's say you've been moving throughout your life knowing that your voice can do more. Moving throughout your life feeling like a part of your voice is stuck, like there are holes in this instrument, like there are ways in which you're not able to freely express your sound, like sometimes things just shut down on you, and other times you feel like a million bucks, there's too much variability, you don't know what's going on with your breath, why can't you sing high, where did all the low notes go, right? There are all these problems that you bring, and eventually you get to this moment of crisis where you're like, I have got to make this work differently. And so you look for help, and you come to someone like me, and you go, there are these things that just aren't working in my voice. And so in that very first session, I take a listen I have you do some scales and some exercises and I move you through and I go, um, okay, here's what I hear. And when I tell you what I hear, really all I do is affirm that which you already know. Everything I say, it's like, yes, that, <laughs> also that. And it's stuff you've known, but you haven't known known. Like you've known deep in your soul, but you haven't known in a way that you've been able to express so clearly. And so when someone else says it, you go, oh yes, that's very much what's going on. That's very much true. But then what I'm able to offer you right then, right there, is the possibility of moving into a different experience of those things. In fact, maybe with a single exercise or a single shift or a single change, I'm able to help you move through one of those holes. I'm able to help you get something to open up when it's habitually been closing down. And so suddenly you have this affirmation you have this new understanding of your voice. Suddenly, you have a new experience of your voice. And you think to yourself, well, I knew that I could do that, but I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know that I could do that. I didn't know that I could do that in my experience. I thought that I should be able to do that. And so just based on that one scale, just on that one note, everything changes. Everything seems different because you're like, well, if I can do that, what else can I do? If I can sing that note like that, if I can use my voice and it feels like that in my body, what else is possible? And so in that very moment, you know, how long is it going to take? It just took five minutes. <laughs> it took five minutes to open you up to a completely new understanding of your voice and essentially to point you down the path of hope, of optimism, of change. And so in that respect, I can promise that very quickly I can give you a new understanding of your voice. It's quite simple, really. And it's what anyone who has an expertise, has wisdom in the functionality of voice and how it relates to the body um, could and should be able to offer you. That being said, it is also likely the case that that experience you have with me, with your voice, when you leave me, it may mysteriously be missing. You might go, well, I did that when I was working 
in the coaching space, but now I cannot find it on my own. This is because anything of the body is a product of habitual coordination. There is a way in which you coordinate making your sounds. And so the beauty of an exercise is that it is a stimulus to create a response. So when you have someone like me who can listen to what it is that you're doing to affirm the ways in which you feel like things feel stuck and they're not working well, and that I can then offer you a simple exercise that would point your voice down a different path, lead you into a different experience of your sound, I am offering a stimulus that is then garnering this response that is new, that is different. And quite honestly, that requires an outside source. It is very, 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 very difficult to do this on your own. In fact, it really requires a human being to listen to you that knows the path of stimulus and response, that knows how to identify a problem and then offer an exercise that points you down the path toward the solution. This is why learning about the voice on YouTube or uh, TikTok or places that you know offer quick tips is problematic because oftentimes those tools, while they might be useful and they might be good, generally speaking, they aren't specific to you and your experience right now. And so it's really important to have someone that is able to understand the specifics of your experience so that they can really help instigate change in your voice and in your body. But when you leave them and you can't find it, that's totally normal because at first you don't even really know what it is. This goes back to my previous episode to know the sound is to make the sound. You can't know sounds that you haven't made. And in fact, when you do begin to know them because someone else helped you make them, you still don't know them. You know them in that they open up the new possibility, the new opportunity for different sounds, but you don't know them in that they aren't integrated into your body. Which brings me back to this two, two and a half fish years timeline. Because the process of this, from a purely physical standpoint, is such that one needs to continue to come back and understand mindfully what it is that's happening in their body from a coordination perspective that makes certain sounds difficult to make. And then from that, they need to understand the stimulus that could provoke a different response. So, you know, simply speaking, the exercises that help coordinate differently, that create new strengths and new stretches and new relaxations and new energies. These are the, the hallmark, the catalyst for real physical coordinated change in the body. And you have to come back to them again and again and again and again and again. 
And there are so many variables that contribute to how quickly you'll be able to, first and foremost, be mindful of what the problem is, and then be able to utilize the exercise to actually create integrated change. Some of you know my story, and I'm, I'm not going to retell it now. You can go back to the very first episode to hear about my voice journey or you can um, also revisit episode seven where I talk just a little bit more about my path with my voice. But there was a time where I encountered a new way of thinking about my voice and new sounds. And I look at that time, uh, I've, I've considered, I've contemplated that time a lot because it was such a significant moment in my life. It was sort of this beautiful convergence of events where I was ready. Because as much as I've expressed in past episodes that I had resistance to those new sounds, I also was ready to dig into them with curiosity and play and care and grace for myself. And so the truth of the matter is when I did discover these new sounds in my voice and I, I realized the way in which they were relating to how I was stuck in the past, when I when I played with them, when I experimented with them, when I explored them, I actually began to know them quite quickly. And I created a tremendous amount of change in my voice over a very short period of time, over just a few months. Um, I specifically went to one training, the first training in somatic voice work in gosh, I think that I went in May and then I went to do levels two and three of the training in July. And when I sang for the faculty there at that point in time, their jaws dropped. They couldn't believe how quickly and efficiently I had made the changes that I had made over just only a couple months. And I didn't know any better. <laughs> You know, to me, I was still unhappy with the amount of time that it was taking. <laughs> I thought I should be able to make these changes even more quickly, but they were truly shocked. And I look back at that time and I just see how ready, how hungry I was for that change. And, I, and it was a, a beautiful sort of convergence of being ready, being open and being disciplined, but not disciplined from a path of desperation. Again, keeping at the center of what it was that I was doing to be about experimenting. And I've had my own client experiences like this before where they'll come to me and it's just sort of a perfect storm of events where they are ready for the information that I have to offer. They're able to receive it and they're able to handle it in a way that allows them to quickly find it routinely in their body. I've also had the opposite experience where people come in and their intentions are so good and in their you know, rational mind, they are absolutely ready to make these changes. But when it comes to the actual act of you know, utilizing the exercises and exploring and playing and being gracious with themselves, they can't find it at this point in their journey. They struggle. They find a tremendous amount of tension and resistance. And, you know, both of these paths, who knows why they show up when they do? They're both valid. Neither is right or wrong, and I certainly don't have any judgment based on, you know, where someone is. But 
As you can imagine, this convergence of events is a significant contributor to the amount of change or the integration of change that one is able to experience on their voice journey. And this is the mystery of it. You know, to go back to my story, even though, like I told you, I was able to create a tremendous amount of technical change in a short amount of time, I was so lost in my voice still. I mean, I was lost for, like I said, two to three years after that, because although I could make different sounds and although I knew new sounds, I didn't know what they meant for me as a singer. I didn't know what they meant for me when I made songs. I didn't know what they meant for me as a person. And it took time to use them, to be reacquainted with them over and over again, to experiment with them, to try them out in different styles, different songs, different noises, to just get to know them and get to know the experience of those in my body. And I've seen this too with clients, especially the ones that can make quick change like I did. Often they'll find themselves bumping up against moments of deep frustration. Because what happens is, is when you feel like, yes, I'm ready for the information. It's working. I'm kicking ass. And then you hit the inevitable plateau. You hit the inevitable bump on the road. It can mean for a real dark night of the soul. What's wrong with me? What happened? I'm losing everything. And this is where a coach, this is where an ally, an advocate is so necessary because they just keep reminding you this is a part of your process. This was a part of my process. This has been a part of so many people's process. And while you had that experience with your voice and you feel like you've lost it now, just the fact that you've had that experience is enough to know that you can find your way back there. You can absolutely find your way back there. So this is speaking predominantly to the physical aspect, the somatic aspect of making your voice and what it means to create technical change, what it means to be able to consistently make sounds that you feel like you haven't been able to make. But as you know, this journey is not purely a physical one. There's the psychological, emotional, spiritual aspect of what it means to use your voice. And this is where I think if we really pull apart this question of how long is this going to take, we have the potential to open ourselves up to true transformation. Not just singing better, but ultimately opening up the whole of our life. I wonder if you might ask yourself, and this is what I'm always listening for when, I, when someone says to me, how long is this going to take? But I wonder if you might ask yourself, what's at the center of that question? What is the actual driving force of that question? Because there's a good chance that rationally you know that there's no specific timeline for this, that it is going to unfold for you in the perfect timing <laughs> that the universe offers you. But you're also a human. You don't want that timing. I know because I don't want that timing. I want things to happen on my timing. My ego wants to, there to be something solid and specific that I know. And so I, you, we, <laughs> resort to this question, how long is it going to take? And at the gooey center of it is fear, right? Fear, good old-fashioned 
fear. Am I going to go broke trying to do this? Will I have enough to sustain it? Is it even possible for me to create this kind of change? I have seen time and time again people bump up against this fear. They'll, they'll catch a glimpse of what it means to actually make new sounds and they'll get excited. And then shortly thereafter, they'll find, like I said, those sounds go missing and they find themselves in those dark nights of the soul and they start to contemplate, can I really do this? Am I really able to do this? And they see that the path ahead of them, it's actually quite long. And so sometimes they just tap out. And you know what? No shade. It's cool. If that's where you are in this moment, if that's what you need to do to self-preserve, I totally respect that. But I've seen the others as well that they don't tap out, that they are willing to hang on and to hang on through those dark nights of the soul to find themselves lost, to find themselves just unclear as to where they are in their journey. And here's the thing. Those people, they move through it the fastest. The people that keep meeting that resistance and they keep bumping up against the question, how long is this going to take? How much is this going to cost? Does this guy even know where he's pointing me? Do I have it in me? I don't think I have it in me. I, you know, I made some new sounds, but maybe I'm, maybe my voice is just destined to be like this. Maybe I just have to like sing like this. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that line of questioning is the least efficient path. It's the slowest, most resistant path. It's the equivalent of walking down your path with cinder blocks tied around your ankles. And while we all find ourselves there at certain points in time, some folks just manage to untie the blocks and keep walking. Some folks manage to notice that the path, although its destination is unclear, it is surrounded by flowering bushes. It is accompanied by flowing streams, that there are birds that fly overhead, that there are moments when the sun shines directly on where you're walking. They notice that sometimes it's fun to skip down the path, that sometimes it's actually good to just take a pause and rest and sit with your back against a tree on the path. And who are these people? <laughs> who are these magic souls that I'm talking about? Honestly, I never know. I can never exactly predict. I've seen people from every walk of life at every stage in the journey present themselves as one who is willing to do this like this. And it's always such a joy to witness, but I can't predict when and how it will happen. Have you ever heard that uh, phrase, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear? I think about that often. I think about it as it relates to my own life and my own journey. And I think about it when I think about the clients that I work with, that there are just some times 
where we find ourselves in a place and we're able and ready to receive the knowledge. And when we're able and ready to receive it, it suddenly presents itself in a way that we are able to receive it, that we can take it in and we can integrate it. And those are sort of magic moments in our lives. But we don't know when and how we'll get there. We just have to keep trying. We just have to keep showing up. We just have to keep bumping up against this question, how long is it going to take? How long is it going to take? Now, I know that I'm speaking to the wonders of the universe and its ability to magically present timelines. And I also know that that's often incongruent with the realities of our lives. Like sometimes we have to get this album recorded by October. Sometimes we have to sing at that wedding in December. Sometimes we have to do this audition next week. Or we set a New Year's resolution that we will sing in front of an audience by July 17th. <laughs> These are all very real. They're very consequential. And it is very, 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 very possible to prepare in a way that honors the reality of these events and prepare in a way that will answer that question. How long is it going to take? It's going to take until you have to do it on that date that you have to do it. But this is why I think that it's so important to pull apart the question, how long is it going to take? Because as much as those goals can be incredible catalysts and actually necessary catalysts to create real change, whenever I'm working with someone who doesn't have any sort of um, goal or specific outcome that they're hoping for, I both breathe a sigh of relief, but at some point sort of twist their arm into creating one for themselves. Because again, in this paradoxical way of thinking, we have to leave ourselves open, but we also have to have this impetus, this energy, this force that often comes from goal setting, that comes from someone needing you to do something. Um, but when you do the thing that you do, it will not necessarily be the point of arrival that you want it to be. As someone who has done quite a bit of performing and, and even at times has performed and felt completely in my element, like feel, I felt, I, before I felt like I have nailed that. I showed up fully. It happened to me recently. You know, recently I was able to create this immersive sound experience on the stage of Chicago's Orchestra Hall. And it was just a big fat yes in my life. I felt like I was able to show up. I was able to be present. I was able to use my voice with freedom and ease. I was able to satisfy what the experience required. I felt like a million bucks after that. But I have to tell you that that didn't feel like a rival. <laughs> that didn't feel like a culmination. That felt like an opening to a new portal, a new curiosity, a new desire to play more fully into myself as an artist, as a person, as a singer, as a human being. I walked away from it dissatisfied. <laughs> <laughs> there, I mean, there was a deep level of satisfaction around what I had done on that evening, but I want, I want more. 
I want more. And this is the journey of what it is to be a creator, to be a maker, to be a voice user, to be a singer, that every new experience of my voice opens me up to the possibility of more. And so when I put small timelines on myself, when I put tiny windows that I need to crawl through in front of me, I'm missing the opportunity to connect with big fat doors that will open, that will open if I allow them to do so. So it's great to have goals. I encourage you to have goals, but know that your goal when you get there is just a stepping stone on this path. <laughs> on this journey that sometimes the sun shines on, that sometimes you like to skip down, that sometimes you stop and smell the flowers along the way. And sometimes it gets rainy and sometimes it gets dark and sometimes there are snow and sometimes there are big hills. But this is all a part of what it is to be a human. It's part of what it is to get to know yourself more fully. Okay, so one more thing about this question, this how long is it going to take question. I've noticed that this question generally presents itself. This fear generally presents itself when one is on the precipice, when one is at a fork in the road. You remember I said that sometimes, for whatever reason, we're just not ready. We have to turn left rather than right. And that's cool. That's totally cool. But the thing about the question is that it's often the clue as to it being the time to make that decision for yourself. I would even go so far as to say that more often than not, the, pre the presentation of the question is the clue that you are ready. But that doesn't mean that you know it. Sometimes you need someone to tell you, you're ready. You got this. You can do this. This is a part of the journey. But when the, when the question presents itself, it is because you are seeing the reality, the truth of what lies in front of you. And while that truth might present itself of like, this is going to be difficult. This is going to be, this is going to take a lot of work. <laughs> this is going to take a lot of commitment from me. The truth also might present itself as, ooh, what happens if I actually integrate this work into my body? What happens if I start to make kick-ass art? What happens if I see myself fully as the singer that I am, what then does that mean? It's scary. It's scary. You know, it's often thought that the, the promise of success is a much scarier proposition than the promise of failure. We rarely see it like that. But just think about that for a moment. If I told you, you were going to be successful and your life was going to change completely, would you be ready for that? It requires a lot of courage to actually confront that possibility. When you stand at a crossroads 
and you look to the left and you see a path that you have traveled before. You know where it goes and you know how to travel it. But then you look to the right and you see another path. This is the path of success and you actually know where it goes, but you've never traveled it. You have no idea about the terrain. You have no idea about the weather. You don't know if you're dressed properly. You don't know if you have the right footwear on. You know that there's not a map. The amount of courage that it takes to actually travel down that path, to open up to what might be there, it's tremendous. But it's also very possible. It's within you. It's within you because I know it's within me. I've seen it within me. And it's within you because I've seen it within others. And sometimes you just need a gentle nudge. You need someone to push you just a little bit down the path to know that it's okay to travel it. Everything's going to be okay. (laughs) Do you see the richness of this question? So how long is this going to take? How long is it going to take? Well, Davin said two and a half years. Not exactly. Not exactly. I mean, some people take them a lot longer. (laughs) And some people move through these points in their journey much more quickly. But my ultimate goal here is just to expand your understanding that when you hear this question emerge within you, when you hear this question exit your lips, that you ask yourself, what's at stake here? What is it that I feel that I'm trying to achieve? What do I feel afraid of? What scarcity mentality has presented itself? And what courage am I being called to? The journey of your voice is a lifelong journey journey. This is why I equate it. I connect it with your life's journey. It unfolds for you over an unknown amount of time. This is true for me. This is true for all of us. And the beauty of our voice is that it's forever shifting and changing just as our bodies are forever changing. So is our voice. So there's always something new to discover. And while there will be concentrated moments where you are committed to changing that which is felt dysfunctional, that which is felt uncoordinated, that which is felt stuck, the length of time that it will be able to create that change will be specific to you and where you are in this moment, where you are in your body, where you are in your spiritual practices, where you are emotionally, where you are psychologically, how your relationships are in your life. These are all contributing factors to what it takes to have a holistic, free, authentic experience of your voice. So when this question presents itself, ask it by all means. It's a worthwhile inquiry. It's a rational, reasonable question, specifically as it relates to whomever it is that you're working with and what your path is, wanting to know it as it relates to your voice. But if you find this question presenting itself again and again and again, ask yourself, am I being called to courage? Am I being called to a letting go? Am I being called to an opening? Am I being called to expand into the fullness of the experience that is 
the sound of me that is my voice. All right, that's another episode of The Sound of You. I hope that you have found this useful. I hope I've given you something to chew on, to think about. I hope I've opened your mind just a little bit and uh, maybe put you at ease on your journey (laughs) with your voice. I love your feedback. If you are willing, please reach out to me, Davin at DavinYoungsVoice.com. Tell me about this episode or previous episodes. Tell me what you want more of. Ask questions of me. I want to answer your questions, please, by all means. Leave reviews, Apple Podcasts. Those reviews in particular are helpful. And um, again, if you're interested in any of my additional programming, this group virtual coaching program that's going to start in April, visit DavinYoungsVoice.com. Also, my course on breathing and breath for singing in the voice that's called Inspire. You can find that at DavinYoungsVoice.com too. And uh, yeah, that's it, I think. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And I hope you sing just a little bit or maybe a lot. Until next time, peace. (laughs) 